Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Christian Fellowship. We hope that you'll be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. God bless you. Good morning, everybody. It is a great joy and a privilege to stand in front of you this morning in this uh, excellent day that we celebrate Pentecost. Amen. And I want to wish all of you happy Pentecost Day. You don't receive my wishes. <laughs> Can I repeat that? I say I wish you all happy Pentecost Day. And my prayer for you that this day will be a beginning of a new season in your life. That you will not leave this place the same way you came in. That is, we celebrate the descent of the Holy Spirit. God is going also to touch your life. You must have an encounter with the Lord today. That must be your desire in your heart. We are celebrating. This is a great event. Amen. It's not an event that you can come at the church, you sit like you are, you are, you, 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 you are so dead. You are, no, you, it, you must be excited because it's all about the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, there's no church. The church began the day of Pentecost. It's because of the Holy Spirit that we can gather, we can pray, we can worship, and we can do everything that we are doing. Amen? So in the Old Testament, the, the Feast of Pentecost was called the, the Feast of Harvests. They were celebrating the harvests. And in the New Testament, is the, 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 the celebration of the coming of the Holy Spirit, the descent of the power of the Holy Spirit on the apostle of Jesus and the followers of Jesus. And in the same day, the church began, and, and, and the, the day of Pentecost, there was a great harvest of soul. More than 3,000 people came to Jesus. It is also the celebration of the harvest, but the harvest of souls. Hallelujah. So that harvest of soul could not, could not take place without the power of the Holy Spirit. This is where I want to sit with you today. Amen. The, that harvest of souls that took place the day of Pentecost, that inaugurated the beginning of the church, could not happen without the release of the power of the Holy Spirit. Before the Pentecost, no disciple won a soul. Amen. They were trained by Jesus for three years. They were sitting under his feet. They knew the mysteries of the kingdom. They knew teaching about love, about giving, about fasting. Jesus taught them many things for three years, but no one was able to win a soul. They start winning souls only after the Pentecost. Because Jesus knew that without the power of the Holy Spirit, you cannot witness me. You cannot express the word that is inside of you. What gives you the ability to shine, the ability to be the light of this world and the salt of the earth is the power of the Holy Spirit within you. Without that power, you cannot do anything. That's why he told them, stay in Jerusalem until you will receive power. Hallelujah. So the church today, we are also called to win souls. We need every Sunday to celebrate the harvest. When we come here, we need to see new people at the church, and we celebrate the harvest of souls in the kingdom of God. 
but we cannot do it naturally. We need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit on us so that we may be able to do that. Let's read the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 8. This is a well-known scripture that all of us here, we are supposed to know. Acts, chapter 1, verse 8. The Bible says the following, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Amen. Amen. So this scripture is showing us clearly that the Holy Spirit is not power. But the Holy Spirit is the giver of power. The Bible said that you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You understand? The Holy Spirit is not power. Like other religions are, are teaching. See, they, they want to, to put him aside that is not God is the power of God no the Holy Spirit is the giver of power that is not power amen he has a personality he is God himself and Jesus said to them you will receive power when the person of the Holy Spirit will come on you hallelujah so every believer need that the person of the Holy Spirit coming on me like a garment sitting on me and then I receive his power. Hallelujah. He may be inside of you, but you want him to come on you. And when he comes on you, you receive the power. And Jesus knew that that one is very important. The, the word power there in the scripture comes from the Greek word dunamis, which means force, ability, strength, or miraculous power. You will receive force. You will receive divine ability. You will receive miraculous power. You will receive strength to serve when the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Hallelujah. The ability to witness Jesus comes from that empowerment. So you need to understand that the disciples were with Jesus for three years. They, all of them, if it was today, they, they will give them degrees in Bible studies. <laughs> All of them had degrees. But with that, those degrees, they were not able to extend the kingdom of God. And the master told them, the knowledge is not enough. You need the power. Wait until, wait until you receive the power. Then you can go out. So when you lack power, you can't go out. And the church needs to be out. We don't need to be inside the, the four walls of our buildings. We don't need to be hiding. You see the disciples, before the Pentecost, they were hiding. All of them, they were in the upper room, hiding, hiding, because there is a the danger outside. The Jews were after them. They were afraid. Because of fear, they were hiding. You understand that? There are also certain believers today who are hiding because of what is happening outside there. I can't go out. I can't face people. I can't be to the, to the church. I must be 20 meters from the, another one. So all this stuff, hiding. But we need to be out there to bring the love of God and demonstrate the kingdom of God. Amen. But the lack of power is causing us to be so much afraid. 
We have the word of God. We have Jesus in us, but we're still shaking. He don't understand what we carry. But the power will activate that. And you realize. So I want to give you quickly, uh, let's check my time. Okay, I'll give you three things. Amen? What can happen to you when you receive the power of God? Amen? What can happen? Number one, the power of the Holy Spirit brings transformation. Amen? Can you say after me, transformation? The power of the Holy Spirit brings transformation. Remember Peter before Pentecost denied Jesus three times. Even before a little girl, he denied that. I don't know him. Why? This man was afraid. But the same Peter, the day of Pentecost, he was not afraid anymore. When the power came on him, the first reaction, he went out. You understand? He went to face the world outside. But they were hiding. The power transformed them. They became other people because they received something new on them. The power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit brings transformation. Amen. The disciples look at their lives. They were with Jesus, receiving all the teachings, but, but, that, but a man like, 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 like Thomas did not change. He was still a doubter, full of incredulity. He was sitting under the teaching of God himself. God made the flesh, teaching you. It's not like Pastor Frank teaching you. God himself teaching Thomas. But Thomas did not change. Can you see that? He was still a man full of incredulity. Despite of the good teaching of Jesus, Judas did not change. He was not transformed. Still a thief around Jesus. Pastor Jesus leading a church. But a thief was there three years. The teaching did not change him. Can you see that? Pastor Jesus teaching Peter for three years, but he was still an angry man. Even in the last minute, he took a knife to cut the ear. The man was not transformed. He was with Jesus. Something was missing to provoke the transformation. The word needs to mix with the power to create the change in people. Amen. So these people were with Jesus, but they were still the same people. Even in the last minute, the devil came to claim them. See, I want, I want these people back. I have to destroy all of them. Hallelujah. So you can see that, that sometimes even as pastors, we are blaming ourselves for, because of people that have been under us for long, that we don't see any spiritual growth. No change. You know, am I a bad pastor or what? Why this guy? He's been here for eight years, but he's still immature, the same person, complaining for nonsense. Sometimes I'm out, sometimes I'm in. Sometimes you don't understand what is happening. If Jesus, God himself, made man, he was a pastor for Peter, pastor for Thomas. The sons of Zebedee were close to Jesus, but they were still wicked people. One day they advised him to call fire from heaven to consume the entire city. Jesus was leading wicked people around him. What about me? Jesus knew that the time will come. He knew himself. The time will come. I'm laying the foundation, but the time will come. When the power will come on these people, this word will become alive. 
they will shine and they will be transformed. He knew. That's why he told them, don't, don't rush to go out. They begin to teach. No words. The word must become alive in you through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And we pastors, we cannot change you. Amen. We can't change you. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. We need just to expose you to tell you, you need an encounter with him. You need to connect with his power. Because I don't have any power to change you. Hallelujah. And, and, and I remember, you know, in the Bible, there's a scripture in the Old Testament, I think it must be Zechariah 4, 6, if I'm not wrong, that says that it is not by power, not by might, but by the Holy Spirit. If I take that spirit, that scripture, bring it in the context of the New Testament, like speaking about the disciple of Jesus, these people saw power. They saw might, but they were not changed. Only the Holy Spirit came to transform them. The kind of miracle they've seen, if only that power or might could change people by seeing, they could be transformed. They saw Jesus multiplying bread. They were still the same people. They saw Jesus healing lepers. They did not change. Judas saw Jesus walking on the water. He was still the same person inside. The old man was still there. They saw Jesus calling Lazarus from the tomb after four days. Came out and he came out. They saw that Peter was there. John was there. Matthew was there. But they could not believe Jesus' resurrection after three days. They saw four days. But they doubted three. So this guy, <laughs> we don't think he come back. He will not come back. You see, they saw already a miracle, but that weight, he told them that the Son of Man will be sacrificed. He will die after three days. Of, they, they have the weight, that information, but they could not believe that when they arrested him. But they saw might. They saw Jesus stopping the wind, the storms. They saw that. It is not might, not power, but only the Holy Spirit. You can come at the church, you see people, lame people walking. You're still sitting there, but you, nothing is changing in you. Until the power of the Holy Spirit works within you, you personally, you will not change. You may see it in the church, you may see it in a stadium, but if you don't receive a personal encounter with that power, you will never be transformed. This is what happened with the disciples of Jesus. They saw Jesus performing miracles themselves. They did not have an encounter with the power. They were transformed when the day they received an encounter with the power. So the pastor may preach under the anointing. You may see people getting healed in the church. If you, as you are sitting there, you don't have an encounter with the power of God, you will still remain the same person. And when you come, the day like this day, I want you to have that hunger in your heart. You say, Holy Spirit, I don't want to see you from far. I don't want to hear about you from far. I want myself to encounter your power, to be touched by your power, to, to receive that baptism on me. I want you to come on me also. Amen. You need, when it's working inside of you, you yourself, you are transformed. The power of God brings transformation. Brings the, the scriptures will become alive. Amen. Let's read this uh, first Samuel chapter 10, verse 6. 
1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 6. Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you will prophesy with them and be turned, be turned, be turned in another man. You see the transformation? Say that when the Spirit will come on you, automatically you will begin to act like those prophets were prophesying, and you will be transformed to another man. When it comes on you, you cannot remain the same person. Your life must change. Your behavior will change because you are controlled by the power of God. He said, You will be transformed. And sometimes we are struggling much, even with our own habits. There are certain addictions, certain habits that we are fighting to overcome. With our own power, with our own flesh, we can't do that. But when you expose yourself, you are testy of the power of the Holy Spirit, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. You see, you start receiving victory over your flesh. Only the Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit is, is enough to overcome the flesh. Hallelujah. To overcome, because the flesh has it, its own tendency. The flesh has its own word. The flesh has its own thought, its own desires, its own ambition, its own inclination. Without the Holy Spirit living and dwelling and overpowering our lives, we cannot overcome the flesh or fulfill the purpose for which we are saved. You understand? So sometimes having the desire is not enough. You need to expose yourself. Amen? Even if you, you, you are already baptized in the Holy Spirit, even if you speak in tongues, but every each morning you need the infilling. It's like you, 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 you don't fill your car once. You do it, see. Because you know, I, I was filled with the Holy Spirit in 1994. So till now, no. When you, that, that one is the oil. When the oil you, you know, you, you cannot keep cooking with the same oil. You see? When you put the oil today on the spot, the, the, the smoke is coming, the smell is different. If you keep repeating the same oil, instead of giving you health, you start coughing. Oh, oh. There are certain anointings that create cough. Oh, oh. It's too hot. It's not giving life. Amen? You need to be filled every morning. The Bible said that don't be drunk of wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. You, you can't say, no, I, I, I drink wine once. It's for 10 years now. So, well, I drink water now, so I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'll drink again after five years. You do it regularly. The Holy Spirit is the same. Every morning, you receive the wine of the Spirit. Every morning, you cry for the fresh anointing to come on you. And, and the, the transformation, growth is happening with, with the encounter with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Some people look at you, why, how, how can you be like this? How, how can you develop this? The, 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 the communion with the Holy Spirit creates all this stuff in us. Amen. And you must have that great desire. Amen. So you go to point number one. Transformation. Amen. 
So I showed you that even the disciples were there receiving the word, but they were not transformed. So that, that is why we see sometimes you go to the church, powerful word. The kind of preaching that you are receiving, oh, so good, but you need to expose yourself to the power of the Holy Spirit for you to see that transformation. Number two, the power of the Holy Spirit will activate the sleeping potentials or gift within you. Because when the Spirit of God comes in you, when you receive Jesus as, the, as your Lord and your Savior, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell within you. You understand? The Holy Spirit is a person. As I'm standing here, I am a person. So I cannot come inside this building. I, I come in, but my arms are outside. Oh, another leg is said, no, Pastor Frank is in. No. When I come for you to say that Pastor Frank is in, you get to see me. My full body to know he's there. So when you receive Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit is not coming in you half or three quarters. No, it's coming the full Holy Spirit living within you with all his gift, with all his capacity. is in you. But the, you need now the activation. It's like you, 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 you buy a new cell phone. They put the SIM inside and they say, you, you got the phone already? Uh, everything is fine. So you need now the activation. Or you must wait 48 hours for your SIM to be activated. But the phone, you have it already. If the SIM is not activated, you can't make a call. Even though you have the cell phone. So you have the Holy Spirit in you, you have the gift in you, but until you are activated, the gift will not manifest. They are already within you. You need activation. So the activation comes through the power. That's why the power will come on you, and then you see the explosion of the gift of the Holy Spirit in you. Sometimes your eyes may be open. You begin to receive vision, or you begin to hear the voice of God. Some people can prophesy. Some people can operate in healing, miracles, because the gift were sleeping in them until the power came, and then they were activated. In the church, everybody needs to be activated. <laughs> Hallelujah. You need to decide. I don't see them on me. I'm just, I'm just a simple member. There's no simple member. All of us, we are the children of the Most High God. We have the Holy Spirit and we need to serve God. You are in the church to serve. Amen. But you need the power. You see, even in the early church, for them to give you access to serve, they were checking. They, 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 they have a list, they form. They check uh, point number one. Is he uh, lecture the character? Okay, good character. Uh, is he married? Yes, he's married. Is leading well his wife? You know, leading well. Yeah. Is he filled with the Holy Spirit? That was one of the conditions. Filled with evidence. Then you can stand even as an usher. It's in the book, in the, in the book of Acts. They are, they are sticking. Today we don't do that. <laughs> we are so merciful. Because you have, <laughs> you have the willingness just to stand, stand serve. No, that time they were ticking. Oh, no, no they, they are self-missing points. Missing points. You still need to work on this. And they were, they, they were even after that. You see, the disciples, they did not want anyone to be in the church without being filled. For them, that was the preoccupation. The first, the first when someone comes to Jesus... 
They know that you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, as your Lord, and then they, they will come ask you, did you receive the Holy Spirit? They need that because they know you will not enjoy this Christianity. You will not go far without the power. If they hear that there is a church somewhere, there is a cell group somewhere, the first teaching they will bring there, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the first teaching, they come, do, do you guys, do you receive the Holy Spirit? Before they teach you any other thing, they want you to be filled. Otherwise, they will keep teaching you, teaching you, nothing is happening. They need you, first of all, to be loaded. And then you begin to receive the teaching. Amen. So you cannot neglect that. And the apostle, the, the, the book, in the book of John, the Bible said that this promise is for you and your children. Even in your house, you need to pursue that. Everybody here must speak in tongues. Be filled in the Holy Spirit. Let's pray together. It is for you and your children. Don't put them aside. It is a promise. Just receive it. It is a gift. You don't need to pay money for that. You understand? You don't need to apply online, nothing. You just need to believe and receive it. It's for you and your children. Amen. So, let's read Luke. Luke chapter 1, verse 35. Luke chapter 1, And the angel answered, said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. You see, I'm just using the scriptures where they speak about the Holy Spirit coming on you. On you. Will come upon you and the power of the most highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. That was the question of Mary. I don't know man. How come? How can I give birth to that child. He said, the answer is the Holy Spirit. How can I do it? The Holy Spirit. How can I grow? The Holy Spirit. It will come upon you. So, since Mary was born, since day zero, God knew her. Before God formed her in the womb of a mother, God already set her apart as the mother of the Messiah. God knew the destiny. She was already prepared, but herself did not know. Maybe she was reading the story of Isaiah. That the prophet said that the virgin shall conceive. Maybe she was reading that, maybe in Sunday school or in the crash. Without knowing that that virgin is me. You see? So many people are carrying potential, carrying prophecies, destinies, callings in their life without knowing. You are carrying it, but you don't know that my life, my destiny, there are many people that their future is attached to my destiny, to my, to my life. You don't know that. You just sit there, you walk, you walk up. You don't know who you are. Mary did not know who she is. She was just walking until one day the angel came to give that information that you are the one that Isaiah prophesied. You will give birth to the Messiah. How can this thing happen? So any difficult thing can happen only by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. It will come on you and you shall conceive. How can I be productive in the kingdom of God? How can I give birth to something? You must say give birth to something. But this will happen only when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Everybody must say give birth to something. Everybody must express something. You need to be relevant in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. 
it is your relevance that will cause people to honor you, to love you, and to want you to be close to them. If you are not relevant, you are not productive, no one will love you. Amen. Even Jesus wants the fruit. If there's no fruit, you can cut the tree. So you cannot be productive without the power. You need to desire that. That God, I cannot just be like this. I've been born again for seven years, no fruit. I've been born, I've gone to the church many years. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm doing nothing. I don't know God. You need to, God, this will happen only with the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. It is not my power, not my own strength, not because I desire, but if you can work through me, this will happen. Amen. The potential sleeping in you are activated when you encounter the power of God. Your eyes can... That's why you see sometimes when we, you pray alone, when you pray in tongues, you begin to see things coming. See? You hear the voice of... Why is it happening like that? Because that time, the anointing is falling on you. Then, your spiritual sensitivity is open. Sometimes we go to the time of fast and pray. Why? To be close, to encounter the power of God. David was saying that early the morning... I will seek you. I will go to the temple to see your glory and your power. I need to encounter your power. That was his desire every morning. I want to have an encounter with the power of God. It's breaking the influence of flesh. Destroying everything that is holding you back. And giving you freedom to be what God wants you to be. And hear clearly the voice of God. So activation happened like that. Amen. So you need to desire that. You say, no, God, I want you. I want the power of the Holy Spirit to work in my life. Amen. So the prophetic word upon Mary was fulfilled through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit on her. Amen. And number three, the last one. I'll give you only three. If I give you too much, it's not good. Remember, Jesus teach people three days. Eh? No stop, no break. He was teaching, teaching. teaching. People just, ah, oh, this is so good. They were enjoying the teaching. And three days, I said, oh, how come this guy can preach? Three days, people are not going back. And the disciple thought, you know, this guy was sitting here for three days. Let's find food for them. Powerful church, eh? Three days, people are sitting they did not go to take bath, nothing. They just enjoy the teaching. The teaching. Three days. It's in the Bible. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. And one day, the same person, no. which one do you want me to give you? Barabbas? Oh, Jesus. Crucify him. They were not transformed. <laughs> Amen. The power of the Holy Spirit, number three, will enable you to exercise correctly your dominion as a kingdom citizen will enable you to exercise your dominion as a kingdom citizen. You cannot exercise authority if you don't have that power. Amen. The power of the Holy Spirit help you to stand you know that the name of Jesus, everybody can say, in the name of Jesus, in the, but not with the same effect. 
But when power is on you, you can say, in Jesus' name, you say, demon, I obey you because there is power on you. You are speaking from that divine electricity. You don't speak from the flesh. In the name of Jesus, no. There is power. Power comes on you. Now you can exercise because Jesus wants you. He puts you on earth to have dominion, to rule, not to be ruled, but to rule. Amen? To rule over the earth. To speak into the atmosphere. To speak in the nature. To declare the word of God with authority. To stand as the people of the most, the army of God. And don't be shaken by what is happening around the world. We need to stand as the church of Jesus. We know that he gave us power to bind and to lose. And sometimes people are putting all the blames on God. Where is God where this thing is happening? Where is God? Is see God suffering? Where is God? Where? No, God cannot come do what he gave us the power to do. He gave us this earth us, for us to rule and have dominion. So if wicked things are happening on the earth, we don't need to say, where is God? We need to stand up, to unite, and say, he gave us power. Say, anything you bind here on earth shall be bound in heaven. The earth must act first. See, if you lose, it should be there. So you need, you have your, you need to stand in the position of authority. When things are happening in your house, you are attacked by evil forces, things are not good. It is not God to blame. You need to use your authority, but you cannot use that if you lack power. You will be powerless when you pray. You, you, you start praying now, you are sleeping. Those forces are making you down. Sleep, you sleep. So you, you can't even stand. But you need the power of God to walk in dominion. Amen? The Bible says that we shall rule here on earth. You are called for rulership. Let's take the last scripture. Acts chapter 13, verse 8 to verse 11. You see something good there. Acts 8, uh, 13, I'm starting from verse 8 to verse 11. So verse 8. But Elimas, you know, the background of this is Paul uh, and Silas. They went to another city and the, the, the vice governor invited them in his home to come to preach about Jesus. He, he, he showed the intention to listen the gospel of Jesus. And Paul came there with Silas, they were speaking the word of God with the governor. But in the house of the governor, he had his private Sangoma or magician in his house to protect him. See, these people, they, they always have people. Someone, the one who's controlling my stuff here. So it's, the one who's working for my protection. So the guy was there, and when Paul came to preach the word of God, he was speaking to that man. But the other side, that guy was doing incantation. He was trying to deviate the governor from receiving. So you, you can see that people who operate in witchcraft can even twist your mind. They can operate in people's brain, is what the Bible is showing here. But Elimas the sorcerer, so for so his name is translated, withstood, withstood them, seeking to turn, you see, seeking to turn the preconcile away from the faith. 
The man was receiving the word of God with a open heart, but someone was working, doing incantation in witchcraft to deviate him. There are young men today, they go to school, they come back home, they, 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 are, they, they are changed. Certain powers, evil powers, deviate them. They are deviated. They begin to act strangely. You don't understand why my son is like, why my daughter is like this. You don't understand. Elimas is working from school, working from the workplace to change people's behaviors. But we are the church of God. Hallelujah. Verse 9 says, Then Saul, I like this one, who also is called Paul. Look, the next statement. Can we read this scripture together, all of us? One, two, three. Then Saul, who is also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit. You can stop there. You see, Paul was filled with the Holy Spirit. Anointed with the power of God. He was preaching, but not only empty, but he was filled with the power. And he looked at the man. He knew that this guy sitting at the corner there is doing some nonsense here. And he looked at the man intently. Verse 10. And he said, All full of all deceit and all fraud, you, son of the devil. He was very strict with him. You enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? He addressed that man. He rebuked him. You are the son of the devil. Your duty is to pervert the right way. God in his sovereignty already signed in heaven that this day this man is getting born again. But you are trying to pervert the ways of God. You are trying to attack the will of God. He looked at the man. He addressed to him with authority. He was not afraid that this guy is a magician. Everybody is shaking in front of him. Everybody is bowing before him. He was not afraid. Why? For one reason. He was filled with the power of God. He was speaking under that power. And then he set a degree against him. Verse 11. And now, indeed, the hand of the Lord is upon you. The hand of the Lord is also translated as the power of God is upon you. And you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. And the Bible says, immediately a dark mist fell on him and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. He told him, you are becoming blind. This is what the church is missing today. Amen. We are tolerating nonsense in our families, in our community, because we are afraid we are lacking the power to say decree. This man was in the New Testament, not in the Old Testament. He said, right now, you see, a man on the earth, he spoke a word that engaged heaven, and heaven responded in the spot. He said, right now, the hand of the Lord is upon you. You are becoming blind. When you have the power of God on you, you can engage heaven. You speak, angels are acting. God is acting. In the same time, God did not whisper to him. Paul said to him now that my, he's become, no, no. He said what he thought in his mind. You need to be punished. You are becoming blind. And the man became blind. As a result, the governor received Jesus immediately. So no, you don't need to preach much. Let me receive that guy. He received Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So when the power is on you, you can exercise dominion correctly. The devil cannot come and play with your life. 
Hallelujah. Because the power is on you. When God called David, you can see in Psalm, I think, 1989, uh, God said that I found David, my servant, with my oil. I will anoint him, and my right arm will be his strength. And somewhere he said, the sons of the wicked will never afflict him. I like that part. The sons of wicked, they cannot afflict him. When the power is on you, affliction cannot touch you. You need the power of God. God knew that people would not afflict David for one reason. He said, my all is on him. My power will establish him. And the sons of wicked will never afflict him. That's why we need to desire the power. Hallelujah. You know me, I'm an African guy. Hmm? You know that. You, you, don't even, you can just see me that this guy is an African guy. In my country... We, when I speak like because I grew up in the midst of witchcraft. You see, I know witchcraft very well. I grew up in that. We see demonic manifestation. They're attacking you. You sleep on the bed, they turn the bed to show you that, you know, with the power. But the only way to survive was to seek the power of God. And we learned to seek it since we were very little because you know, if I don't seek it, I would die. We are living in the world of controversy. You cannot be, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer. The devil will try, will try, but we don't need to be afraid. Amen. We have Jesus in us. When we have the power of God, we are there to rule. We are there to set decrees. We are there to shine. We are there to operate by faith, knowing that God with us, we are greater than the devil working in this world. Amen. And it is, must be our desire that we need to be loaded with the power of God. We need to seek it in the morning. We need to seek it in the evening. When we celebrate the day like Pentecost, you know, God sent the Holy Spirit for a reason. The promise is for us and our children. Why can't we receive that gift? Why can't we take it, know what God has already given to us and appropriate that? It is not far from us. We need just to open our heart, our spirit, and appropriate that. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you blessed today? Amen. Do you believe that the transformation can take place in your life? Yes. Do you believe that? Yes. That God can change, God can bring, God can remove pain, can remove affliction. His presence can become very evident in your life when the power of God begins to work in your life. Sometimes we give too much money to the, the, the physician, the, the, the professional Oh, no, I, I have an anxiety problem. I can't sleep. I, I, I know the testimony of a, a lady in 2007. My wife was working for a grandmother there in Constantia, and she, she, was, she, 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 she had a, a strong problem with anxiety, and uh, she was, they were paying a lot of money, a lot of money, a lot of money. One day, we, we, we met with her. She became friend with my wife, and then she came at our home. We said, if I begin to teach her, you know, the Holy Spirit is greater than that professional. If you open his heart, he can work in you and heal you from that anxiety. He can change all your life. And she began to open her heart a little bit. And we lay hand on her. We pray for her. We begin to connect her with the Holy Spirit. And she got healed. When she saw the change, you know what she did? She took the money that she wanted to give the hospital, all this money that you saw. She came, our first car was bought by her. 
She called me, Frank, are you at home? I said, I'm at home. I'm coming. She said, no, look what you did, you and your wife for me. The daughter could not do that. She told us, I don't want to become a Christian, but I believe that the Holy Spirit is so powerful for the change that I saw in me. So I'm giving you, she gave us 30,000 rand, 2007, and we bought our first car. Because we proved her that the Holy Spirit is stronger than that doctor that you are giving the money. It cannot heal you from anxiety. The Holy Spirit can do it. The moment she believed that she opened her heart, God works in her. And she take that money. She gave me and my wife. She take the money. Until today, she's fine and free. You see, transformation comes from the Holy Spirit. We hope that you've enjoyed this message. For additional resources and more information, Come and visit us at alphaomega.org.za.